0: Step worth taking. if the path we face is the one God's making. When he says go, we won't be alone.
1: Let's take a leap of faith.
2: Welcome to the Tales of Zeke and Elliot: Parables Worth Pondering. Best friends Zeke and Elliot are two frogs that have many adventures around Bicker's Pond. I'm Leah. Come with me as we look through the lens and consider the stars. Elliot was enjoying the beautiful weather as he rode his bicycle to work. The sun was hot, but there was a perfect breeze blowing on his face. He had just come over the hill, heading down toward the pond, and was traveling over some pebble walkways. Out of the tall grasses, three youngsters, youngsters—Freddie, Petunia, and Ivy, ran pulling a kite behind them. They didn't see Elliot, and he didn't see them, until it was too late.
3: He tried to avoid
2: hitting them and veered to his left straight into a ditch, sending him careening over the handlebars. He hit the ground with a thud and heard the crack of his elbow as he landed.
3: Elliot, are you okay? Oh no, look at that. I'm sorry,
4: Mr. Elliot. Look at your arm. Mr. Elliot, we're sorry. Your arm is the wrong way. We didn't see
1: you. I'll be all right. Can one of you help me? Or maybe go get some help? I'm not sure I can get up.
4: I'll go get Mr. Z. I'll get Dr. Bard. Oh, my arm. I'll get your bike, Mr. Elliot. We are really sorry. It was an accident.
1: Yes, yes, I know. What were you kids
4: doing anyway? Shouldn't you be in school? We were flying a kite. No school. It's conference day. where Mr. Marvin talks to the parents about our grades. Could you help me sit up a little? You don't seem too happy. Most kids love a day off school. Oh, I love days off, but conference day usually means I'm going to be in trouble when I get home.
1: Bad grades.
4: Yep, I'm just not good at any of it. Don't you like any of your subjects? Math, science, anything? (sighs) No, I can't do any of it right, and I never sit still. Or That's what my mom says. Well,
1: what are you interested in? What hobbies do you have? You'd laugh if I said... Freddie, do I seem like I'm going to laugh at anything right now? Uh, I guess not. So, come on, let's hear it. I
4: like, I like the stars, you know, in the sky, planets, the moon, comets.
1: That sounds pretty scientific to me. I
4: guess, but that's not the kind of stuff we're studying in science. Even if we were, I don't know if it would make any difference. I'd rather be outside. Doing hands-on stuff? Yeah, I try to tell my mom and dad that, but I think they feel like I'm trying to get out of doing my work. Are you?
1: Maybe sometimes?
4: Well, I mean, yes, sometimes. I don't know what's wrong with me.
1: Freddie, nothing is wrong with you. You're a pretty typical-sounding boy. The classroom stuff is important, too, though. And Mr. Marvin puts a lot of work into it. Oh, boy. Now you sound like my parents.
4: There's Mr. Elliot! See him ahead? He's right
1: over there!
2: Elliot, are you okay? Okay. Okay, Elliot, I need you to tell me where it hurts.
1: Everywhere.
2: Okay, where does it hurt the worst? My
4: elbow. I heard it crack when I fell. Let's get you to the clinic for an x-ray. Do you think you can walk? I think so. Oh, Come oh. on, up we go. Ow, ow.
2: Zeke, can you get on the other side? Ow, ow. There we are. Let's start walking. Are you okay? Elliot was able to stand up with the help of his best friend Zeke and Dr. Bard. She was the pond's local doctor. The owl had a clinic set up at the bottom of the tree that she called home. Elliot's arm would have to be set and casted. Dr. Bard handled him with the greatest of care and then sent him off with his friend to get settled in at home. The next morning, Elliot woke to the throbbing of his right arm, hip, and head. Dr. Bard had prescribed him some medicine for the pain, so he reached for the glass of water sitting on his nightstand. His right arm was in a sling, leaving him to do everything with his left arm. He pulled back the covers and set his feet on the bare floor. He needed to get ready for work. He reached into his dresser drawer for a clean bow tie and realized he'd never put one on with one hand.
1: Oh boy. Well, let's see how this goes. Pull it around here and just... I could just take this end and wrap it around my neck or I could try flicking it around my neck. Pull it through there and wrap it around. Oh!
0: It's me, Elliot. Don't get up. I'll use the hidden key to let myself in.
1: Come on in, Zeke. I was already up, getting ready to go to
0: work. Work? You can't come to work after your accident. You need to rest. You're white as a ghost. What have you been doing? Trying to tie my bow tie. (laughs) Not going well, huh? No, not at all. It just happened yesterday. You need to stay in bed and rest. You took a pretty nasty fall. I'll be okay at the shop. But there are some repairs that only I can do. They can wait. Besides, Mr. Mouse has agreed to give me a hand if I need it. He knows enough to help us while you recover. He'll be more than glad to hand it back to you when you've healed.
1: All right, I guess I don't have much choice in the matter.
0: I'm afraid not. Listen, catch up on your reading, tell me what books you want, and I'll stop by the library
1: and get them. Hand me my hat and I'll walk over with you to the deli so we can grab something to eat.
0: Casey's already thought of that. She's stopping by soon with some muffins and hot chocolate from Jumpin' Javas.
1: I'm not an invalid, you know. I can take care of myself.
0: Sure you can. And I'll leave you to it as soon as you tell me what I can do for you.
1: Come on now, Zeke. Don't patronize me.
0: Have you taken your medicine yet? You
1: seem a bit testy. Yes, I have. And so would you if you had flown headfirst over the handlebars after some crazy kids ran out in front of you causing you to crash. Ow, ow,
2: ow. Zeke was giving Elliot a look that said he should stop talking. He turned around and in the doorway stood Freddie. He was holding a small plastic container that looked like it had soup in it. Oh,
1: Freddy, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I'm in a lot of pain and, well, I shouldn't have said
4: that. It's fine. My mother wanted me to bring this stew over. She thought you might be needing some food after you, our, you know, we made you fall.
1: You didn't make me fall. It was an accident. Truly, I should not have said that.
0: Yeah, he didn't mean it, Freddie. I was teasing him and he's in a lot of pain. Okay.
4: Well, I better go. I have to get home and do my chores.
1: (sighs) I can't believe I did that. How awful. You're right about needing to rest. I'm gonna go lay back down. Close the door when you leave Zeke and ask Casey to just leave the food and hot chocolate on the doorstep.
2: Zeke left his friend's house and went in search of Casey. His friend wasn't himself, and it wasn't just the pain. He knew that Elliot was worried about his job. He wouldn't want to let people down, and worse, he wouldn't want to feel useless. He wasn't sure what to do, so he prayed for his friend and asked God to take care of him. (music) Hours later, Elliot woke up and looked at the clock on his wall. He couldn't believe he'd slept that long. He got up and suddenly realized how hungry he was. He went to the door and opened it and saw that Casey had indeed brought some food and coffee for him. He then saw the plastic container with the soup that Freddie had brought. And he felt bad once again for speaking so harshly.
1: God, I'm so sorry I said those things to Freddie. Those kids were just playing and I'm feeling sorry for myself and spoke out of anger and pain. Please guard my lips to speak words of kindness and encouragement. Amen. Coming. Give me a minute. (sighs) Hello, Freddie. Come in. Afternoon,
4: Mr. Elliot. I wanted to come by and bring you my telescope. I thought you maybe like to
1: use it while you're stuck at home. How nice of you, Freddie and Gracious. I hope you can forgive me for what I said earlier. I was very, very harsh and I shouldn't have been.
3: It's okay. Have you ever used a telescope? I haven't. Where should I set it up? With that question, the
2: little rabbit came alive and showed Elliot where he could get the best view of the stars. He took him around the back of his house and set up a tripod and then carefully placed the telescope on top of it.
4: My very favorite constellation is Orion. And it's known as the Hunter. It's supposed to look like a hunter with a bow and an arrow. Orion is probably the most recognizable constellation next to the Big Dipper. It is home to the famous Great Nebula. A nebula that can be seen with the naked eye. It is also home to the famous Horsehead Nebula. And the bright, colorful Flame Nebula. Did you know a nebula is where stars are born?
1: Is that right? No, I didn't. Will I be able to see this myself? Sure will.
4: Oh, I almost forgot. I brought you my astronomy book from home, so you can read it and learn how to find things yourself.
1: This is fantastic. I really appreciate it, Freddy. If there's anything I can do for you, buddy, you just let me know.
4: Really? Thanks. I better go. My mom will want me to get started on my homework.
1: Well, see you later then, and uh, tell your mom thanks for the soup. It was delicious.
4: Okay, I will.
2: Wait, you ate all that already?
1: Unfortunately.
2: Elliot left the telescope and went back inside, taking the book Freddie had let him borrow. He planned to read some this evening and look through the telescope once the sun went down. He took his golf clubs outside and thought he would get some practice in since he couldn't work at the shop. After attempting to hit the ball with his left arm, he gave up and took the clubs back inside. He figured he'd try something else. He went to the bookshelf and pulled down one of his favorite books and started to read. He couldn't hold the book and turn the pages without knocking it off his lap. Feeling defeated, And a little irked. He practically threw the book on the ground.
1: (sighs) Better take my pain medicine and go lay down again. There's nothing else I seem able to do.
3: (laughs) What? Who's there? It's me, Casey. Can I come in? Give me a minute. I'll be right there. I thought I'd bring you some lunch from the deli. Lunch? What time is it? It's 11.30. I already ate lunch, didn't I? Did you say 11.30 AM? Are you okay? Did, did I wake you up? I can come back later. No, no. Come on in. Really, I don't mind coming back later if you'd like. I stopped to bring you lunch. What day is it? Sunday. So I miss church? Yes. That's one reason I stopped by. Are you okay? Yeah, I think so. I guess I slept through most of yesterday and half of today. I wanted to check on you and see if you might like to play a game of chess. I'm not very good, but I figured we'd keep each other company and you could teach me.
1: Casey, you don't need to treat me like a child. I'll play chess with you, but I doubt I need to teach you. Just because I don't have a job right now doesn't mean you need to feel sorry for me.
3: That's not what I meant at all. I'm sorry if it seemed like it.
1: Sorry, Casey. I know you didn't. Please have a seat and we can play. After I have my lunch, that is. I'm starved.
3: Horsefly special? You know it is.
2: Elliot finished his lunch and he and Casey started their game of chess. Things were going pretty well until Elliot knocked over one of his game pieces while using his left hand. He just wasn't used to the unfamiliar movement. It happened a third time and Casey sensed the tension he was feeling. He started to get up and get a glass of water when he awkwardly hit the corner of the board and knocked all the pieces to the ground.
1: You've got to be kidding me. I can't do anything right with this arm and a sling. I might as well go to bed and stay there for all the good I'm doing. Elliot, it's no big deal. It
3: could happen to anyone. But
1: it didn't. It happened to me. I don't understand why I'm going through this. There's work I need to get done. I have a job I can't do. I can't read a book on my own. You and others
3: have to bring me food. And now, look, you're cleaning up my mess. I'm going to finish cleaning this up. I know you aren't feeling yourself. Do you remember how the board looked? Maybe a little. <laughs> the way I remember it, I was close to a checkmate. Really? That's not the way I saw it. I had just taken your night. See? Your brain is working perfectly. Now let's finish this.
2: By the time they had finished their game, Elliot was feeling a little more confident using his left hand. Casey had insisted upon making him a simple dinner of items from his pantry. He was feeling tired, but remembered it was trash night, so he gathered the garbage... As he dragged the bag through the back door, he was feeling pretty good about his ability to accomplish this small chore. But all of his confidence crumbled when he tried to swing the bag into the can. His swing had missed the mark and knocked the trash can over, ripping a hole in the bag and scattering the garbage everywhere.
1: No, 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 no. This is ridiculous. I can't even do the simple task of taking out the garbage. I'm useless. Elliot Uh. angrily
2: picked up the trash with his one good arm. It was spread clear across the back lawn, and by the time he was finished, the sun had set. He threw the last piece of garbage into the trash can and sank to the ground, exhausted. When he looked up, the clear sky revealed a beautiful, starry night. I forgot about the telescope.
1: This looks like an awesome night to stargaze.
2: Elliot rolled to his feet and walked to the telescope that was still set up. He peered through the eyepiece and studied the bright dots shining down.
1: I have no idea what I'm looking at.
2: The curious frog went inside to find the book Freddie had loaned him. He placed it on the kitchen table and opened the cover. On the blank page, he read a note from Freddie's parents.
1: To Freddie, consider the stars. Isaiah 40, 25-31 God the Holy One says, Can you compare me to anyone? Is anyone equal to me? Look up to the skies. Who created all these stars? He leads out all the army of heaven one by one. He calls all the stars by name. He is very strong and full of power, so not one of them is missing. Why do you complain? Why do you say, the Lord does not see what happens to me? He does not care if I am treated fairly? Surely you know, surely you have heard. The Lord is the God who lives forever. He created all the world. He does not become tired or need to rest, No one can understand how great his wisdom is. The Lord gives strength to those who are tired. He gives more power to those who are weak. Even boys become tired and need to rest. Even young men trip and fall. But the people who trust the Lord will become strong again. They will be able to rise up as an eagle in the sky. They will be able to run without needing rest. They will walk without becoming tired. Lord, Please forgive my complaining and help me find purpose in this situation. Thank you for always hearing my prayer and caring about me. You are the God who numbered the stars. Please give me your strength as I am weak and wisdom to know when I need to rest.
2: When Elliot went to bed that night, he fell asleep reassured that he wasn't alone and that God would help him as he recovered. The next afternoon, Elliot stood in front of his mirror giving himself a pep talk before trying to tie his bow tie with one hand. You can do this.
1: You can do this. But you'll do it later. Well, hello, Freddie. What can I do for you?
4: Hello, Mr. Elliot.
1: My mom sent me with a carrot cake. She thought you might want some. Oh, how thoughtful. Would you set it on the table for me? Sure. And thank you for loaning me the telescope. I've been reading the book you brought me and I think I can find Orion now. Whoa, that's great. Have you found Mars yet? No, not yet. You'll have to help me with that. Okay, sure, yeah. I can do that. Is there something else, Freddy? Well, I... well, did you really mean
4: it when you said you could help me with anything? Absolutely. How can I help you? Remember conference day? My mom says if I don't get my grades up, I'm grounded. Do you think you could
1: help me? I would love to. Have a seat right here at the table and we'll get started.
2: Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Tales of Zeke and Elliot. Isn't it amazing that the same God who created all those stars and moons and planets also cares about you? He created so many big things and loves us so much. So every time you look up and see the stars, remember He knows their name and He knows yours too.
1: Let's take a leap of faith.
2: to insightful information with Kelly and Candy. Freddie was using some very big terms in this episode. Kelly, why don't you tell us what astronomy means? Astronomy is the study of the sun, moon, stars, planets, comets, gas, galaxies, dust, and other non-earthly bodies and phenomena. That is a lot of information. Freddie's favorite constellation is the Hunter. You know what my favorite one is? The Little Dipper. No, it's the Big Dipper. What is your favorite constellation? I don't have one, but I do have a favorite star. Orion or Perseus, Phoenix, Solaris, Draco. Oh,
3: Alpha. It's the or sun. Indromeda. The oh, sun. Tarak.
2: There's Vega, Umbrio. Absolutely The no. sun is a star. Oh, and then there's Lintang, Never mind. Archer, Danica, Bye, Bye, Estella. Kids. Thanks for listening today. Have you subscribed to Zeke and Elliot yet? Because we have a special surprise for you. On Christmas Eve, we'll release a special episode of The Tales of Zeke and Elliot, Parables Worth Pondering. Don't forget to share with your friends. We look forward to meeting with you again. And until then, when God leads, don't be afraid to take your next leap of faith.